So as we entered the church, we had the baptism font right there with the Paschal candle. And each of us are called to place our hands in that baptism font, to renew our baptism promises in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's there for you. And it's that moment that we enter into really a Trinitarian relationship. We enter into the relationship of the Most Holy Trinity. And God calls us in to celebrate that special gift of love that God gives to us. And so we sing. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. And so as you notice, and pretty much every time we come together in prayer, we actually start with the sign of the cross. And that symbol was really special and is special to the church, but especially to the early church. Now remember, this is Jesus dying on the cross in quite a horrible way. But it's also Jesus rising from the dead in a glorious way to let God's love to us be so profound that death has no more power over any of us who have been baptized in the love of Jesus Christ. Wow! In fact, let's sing. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. And then if you notice, the greeting that I gave you was the full greeting of St. Paul, letter to the Corinthians that we had today's reading, the second reading, and it was the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And you said to me, thank you. I'm hoping that's true. And with my spirit and with your spirit, it's really a moment in which we stand before a God who loves us. God the Father who loves us, God the Son who loves us, and God the Holy Spirit who loves us, and who wants relationship with us, and wants to enter into that relationship uh, with us. That's the love we celebrate. And then we profess before God our own sinfulness and said, Lord, forgive us. And then we sang one of the hymns that is so tremendous within Scripture, the Gloria. And we do get lost in it sometimes, but that particular liturgical prayer was cherished by the early church. And we pray it because it says, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God that I'm alive, glory to God that God has brought us all together, glory to God that we have most holy trinity church, glory to God that we are gathered together in, as faithful people of Jesus Christ. And so we say, good, I will start renting you out to some of the other parishes. Okay, you're getting pretty good. So then we come to the Word of God. And if you notice, we start in Exodus and Moses' relationship with God and the, 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 the church has considered the Old Testament the Father, God the Father, revealing himself to us. 
and God the Father speaking to us, yes about Jesus and yes about the Spirit, but in the end it's about God the Father saying to us, I love you into being. I love you as the creator. And so today, God the Father loves us so we exist. God the Father loves us because with God the Father not thinking of us at all, in any particular moment, we are dust. Think about it. But he's calling us to be with him in heaven. And so we sing again. Alleluia. Alleluia. And then the, the, the second reading from, we had the Psalms, of course, we sang, which was wonderful. And I was tempted to sing that psalm with you, but we ended up in the Alleluia. So we'll, we'll Alleluia all the way through. And, and then we had a reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. So the reading from Corinthians is really a sign to us of the church in motion. So the church coming to understand the meaning of Jesus coming into the world, God's love being born into a, with as a human being, and that's Jesus. And they speak about then the Spirit of God coming to us. And so all the letters of Paul and St. John and St. James and St. Jude and the Acts of the Apostles are really the movement of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God flowing in our lives. And so that's part of what needs to happen for us is we are standing in the middle of God's love. God the Father loving God the Son, and that love is the Spirit of God, and it's just flowing around us. And so letting that love flow into our lives as we sing, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. And then we heard wonderfully uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16. And if you watch any football games, that's the verses they're holding up in the end zone. <laughs> 316. And it's, God so loved the world that he gave us his only son, that whoever believes in him may not perish, but might have eternal life. Wow! I mean, really, God giving us Jesus loving us so much to be born as a human being, to die on the cross for us and our sins, and then to rise from the dead to say to us, as I said earlier, death has no more power over us. When you think of life in those terms, sickness has no more power over us. Fear has no more power over us. Any of the stuff of life, even the problems we have in the end, in the light of the resurrection, have no more power over us. It's really wonderful. It's a wow moment, but rather than yelling wow, we're going to sing. Of course, then we proclaim the creed. And in the creed is the declaration of what we believe and who we are and who God is for us. 
And so as we start out in the creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. All of it's right there, right there, just in those words, what we believe and who we're called to be at the same time. It's wonderful. And then we present our prayers and petitions to our loving God. If you haven't figured out, this homily is about the Eucharist. If you haven't figured it out, we have a little more to go. Okay? And then we pray in a special way after that as we bring the gifts to the altar. We pray that God receives the gifts we offer, but especially that he keeps his promise. That as we place the bread and wine on the altar, and we pray over the bread and wine, asking God to truly consecrate the bread and the wine to become the body and blood of Jesus himself. Wow. Wow. And that's, as we approach the altar to receive, that's really what's said. This is, we don't say, this could be the body of Christ. We, may, we may, don't say, this might be the body of Christ, or I hope this is the body of Christ. We say, the body of Christ. And you say to me, Amen. and we sing, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. So the whole Mass, the Eucharist, is really about the Trinity. It's directed to the Father, asking for the Son to be present to us in his body and blood, and calling the Spirit of God upon us as a faith community. That's one of the reasons the bishop, the priests, and the deacons, depending on the ceremony, bless you at the end of the service. Because the blessing is really drawing it all together and saying, God's love is with us and we are in the midst of God who loves us, the Father who creates us, the Son who fills us with salvation and grace, and the Spirit who really pours out the gifts of the Spirit and God's love for each and every one of us. It's wonderful to be here. It's a joy to be here as a faith community. And so we sing.